Hello, I'm Laura Castleton, U.S. Head of Portfolio Construction and Strategy at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of brighter futures for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl King today with Jim Cramer at the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. Futures do like the jobs number, uh, 223,000, just a touch above estimates, but especially wage growth slowing to half of the prior month's initial print. Uh, yields tick lower after Europe had some cooler than expected inflation data of its own. Our roadmap begins with jobs. Surprising to the upside for December, we will get the first reaction from the White House with Labor Secretary Walsh later on this hour. Does the strength of the labor market raise the prospects for a soft landing? Atlanta Fed President Bostic is going to weigh in with us this morning. And the ongoing Tesla tumble shares down another 7% pre-market after they slash prices in China once again. Let's begin with the better-than-expected jobs number for December, Jim. Uh, Three-tenths on wages versus a prior six-tenths revised down to four, but still, that's good. I've been ridiculed endlessly for liking Jay. I, I shouldn't call him. I mean, I know him in real the life. Fed chair. And, and uh, I, I've always felt that he would, would engineer something that America would uh, like without throwing too many people out of work because he's got a big heart. And he actually is, even though he's a banker. And this is what you need. I mean, you, you don't. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who seem to want like the Mercedes at the retaining wall. I mean, what I want is the Ford 150 to slow down. And I think that that's what you're getting now. Obviously, it's not a number that says he's done. He's got to go another 0.25. But it is a number that says that confirms what James Buller said yesterday. He was a hawk. And the St. Louis Fed has great numbers, which is that, hey, listen, things are cooling a little. Carl, you know, I'm a football fan. And there are a lot of times when you win and you win ugly. Um, this ugly win. I mean, it's not, you know, we, we, to the people who want it to be zero wage growth, they're not happy. Right. And the people who want it to be well, maybe Marty Walsh, when we speak to him, say, listen, we really don't want to slow down in growth. Well, I, he may be disappointed. Isn't that what you want? So, I look, Carl, I look at the bonds. I look at the futures. I look at what the shorts were thinking. And the shorts are going to have a tough time, at least in the morning. By the end of the day, maybe we're going to start worrying about earnings again. Yeah, uh, that would be something. Take our eye off the macro. Plus, we still have services ISM on deck in about an hour. Right. And if prices paid there... That's good. That could add, perhaps, to that narrative, right? Right. But I, you know what? I, I look at all these different... People should understand, we get these great reports from Labor Report. And you see things like, in average, our hourly earnings are not so bad. But you, know, you start looking at the, at the granular. Uh, employment and professional and business services remain little change. Well, that had been a great spur. We had a lot. Leisure and hospitality rose by 67,000. Sounds like a lot, but it'd been, that's lower from what it's been. And again, I don't think one, people want full stop. If you got full stop, that's hard landing. And it would say that instead of the futures being up, if you had a full stop, all those numbers would be wrong. Right. They don't, because you'd say, holy cow, I've been buying stock of GM. I guess uh, that's a game. But there still are firms, though, Jim, that are looking for job numbers to start printing negative in the coming quarters or so. They're I mean, going to get it if they, if they don't look at the If there are hardliners in the Fed and they just say, look, this is not enough, they'll get what they want. 
what I want is no wage growth. And then I want slight wage decline. The wages are $32 an hour. That's a lot if you're an, if you're an employer, but it's not a lot if you're an employee. And the, I want to go back to what I said first about J-PAL. Like, J-PAL doesn't want to see you making 25 if you're making 32. He wants you to see you making $32.50, not 36. Sure. And he wants, I did a thing last night on Mad Money about uh, if you want what you could do. And there was a basket of food I put together that was $55. And then I did the generic and it was $26. And I think right now he's saying, listen, you know, it's time for, if you buy the generic, that's going to push the $55 guy down. Uh, I think he cares about the supermarket. I think he cares about cars. I think he cares about homes. He's a very thoughtful person. And there are a lot of people who ever talk their book. He's not a long, he doesn't have a big stock portfolio, and he's not a short seller. Yeah, He's gonna, just trying to do the job. Interesting. We're going to get to a couple other snapshots of inflation through the lens of Costco, which did see a little light at the end of the tunnel regarding inflation. But then Conagra said, don't say the sun oh, is okay. setting well, yet. I was looking at Conagra's numbers, and I happen to think the world uh, of Sean Connolly is very good. And what they've done is build up brand equity. So they've been able to, uh, they've been able to raise price. Uh, Lamb Weston raises price. So maybe you don't have to build up uh, uh, equity. But at a certain point, you're going to run out of steam. I mean, when I saw what the nice brand of Walgreens was charging, I, and then I look at the ingredients, I'm, I'm a buyer of nice. I don't want to buy the expensive stuff. And people could say, well, Jim, don't trade down. But if the ingredients are the same, at a certain point, your mom brings home this stuff that, and you don't know the difference. That's interesting. Uh, reminds me of the upgrade today of uh, TAP out of Cowan. They go to outperform. Uh, up their target to 60 on a cheaper beer portfolio. Yeah, now I, I know I'm a big fan of Constellation, and, and we had Bill Newman's on last yeah, night. And the stock was down the most he has to be, and he said, look, I'll be in there buying, buying a ton of stock. And uh, they do have, when you raise price like they did, what happens if you own a bar, you get the tip off, they're going to raise price, so you buy two months ahead, the lower price, and then you have no choice but in the next month buying it real. And December was a really good month for them, and this thing ended in November. But I thought the Molson piece was very important, no doubt about it. But, Carl, I mean, when I look at interest rates going down and I look at the futures going up, I do not see interest rates going higher and the futures going down. I just, I mean, I, it, it is what it is. I know that's a, you know, just the usual cliche. And I do think that in the end, the megatech, they, people just can't stand megatech. So, yeah, they just they they're looking at these and saying, I get to sell blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I, I, you know, Apple didn't pre-announce and yes. it didn't go up. So now I can sell Apple. <laughs> There's a cohort that wants to sell at any single increase because that's what happened in 2000, 2001 is you got these spikes and they're just great opportunities to sell. I continue to like slowdown stocks. Uh but, you know, I'm not going to buy Conagra up at the, on a spike. Yeah. But if Conagra came back in, I think it's... Well, that's good. interesting. Today, Morgan Stanley uh, ups their weighting on Staples uh, right. to, to overweight. But I think is, are those okay. too expensive here? Or, or? I, I think that Hershey is and then Conagra is. I don't think Mondelez is. I think it's still case by case. Uh, let's go back to the Costco for a second, uh, because that's true. Um, food is up at Costco. Now, when you see food up at Costco, those of us who are members of Costco know that means trade down. But the, as they always say, of course, trade up because their qualities are better. We have to really understand mm. the consumer's getting wise. And they do say, you know what, I'll shop at Costco for a week rather than go to the supermarket for a day. Uh, these are things that the Fed wants. The Fed wants pressure on the brand guys. 
They want to see BOGO, the buy one, get one at General Mills. Right now, they're not seeing that. You're right. paying for a full box of Cheerios. But they're saying, well, wait a second. Your cardboard's come down. Your Cheerios, your, your main stuff has come down. The plastic bag has come down. How dare you keep raising price? Yeah. Uh, it brings us to what commodities have done. Uh, thank you, Bespoke. Worst first three days of a year since 07 for well, commodities. We got. That's called a win. Lumber, nat gas, copper, aluminum, wheat, oil now negative. Can I just go back? And Brian Sullivan says Mexico. His piece with Sheffield yesterday from Binary is great. Okay, natural gas was supposed to destroy us. We were hearing $7. We hear it was going to end. You know, like, as I walk outside without a coat, I said to myself, my nat gas bill is going. I got nat gas. My guy got PC, PS&G there today. I don't have to do something. I wanted to thank him. I want to thank him because, like, my nat gas bill is, just, is it's falling apart. It's as low as it's, it's been a, a long time. 20% down for the week. Why doesn't that matter to people? Why, When it's up 20%, we're just screaming. When it's down 20%, we have to say, look, that's a cost. And almost everybody has to pay it in this country. And what a win. And coal can't maintain. And you start saying to yourself, like Nick Akins, who ran American Electric Power, they're trying to make profit. That's what they do. But he would say, what a windfall for the consumer because he was he wants the consumer to do well. But we tend to say, oh, man, I guess that's going to hurt Chevron. Sure. No, no, no. It's going to hurt. The, it's going to help the consumer who can then deal with the fact that the wages grew up. And it's thirty two and thirty two dollars is enough. We do have, by the way, minimum wages that help that influence that number. But, Carl, I like what I see. I, I don't like some parts of the stock market because they're just not they're, they're, they have nothing to do with what we're talking about. Yeah. The enterprise software companies. I saw a piece today about Salesforce, which just basically said, you know, Mark, had, Mark Benioff hasn't fired nearly enough. And if you look at Tableau, he's got more to room. He bought that. And he, he bought the MuleSoft. Yes. And he bought the Slack. The, the gutting and, Tableau headlines yeah. are out. And what he did was he just let everything go bad. And he doesn't know what he's talking about. Mark Benioff, I, read, I met him when the stock was at eight, okay? Uh, 18 years ago. And everyone said he didn't know what he was talking about then. Well, I mean, we, do have, we do have work from home. So it's not like Mark is sitting there on the 40th floor of the tower. And I think people wish he were. But one, one thing I would say is, is that he took a 10% hit in his employees. Zuckerberg, 13% hit. Now, maybe they have to do another 10. But I will say in the interim, the shorts are going to feel some pain today. And here's something that's interesting, Carl. There are shorts. For the longest time, we had no short base. Yeah. And the longest time, we had a Fed put. Now we have no Fed put. We got a short base. Which you think is long-term healthy for... Yes, we have to have people say, you know what? That apple of yours, Kramer, you always say, own it, don't, tr- don't trade it. You're going to be annihilated. When they, when they come and they admit how bad it is, you'll be annihilated. And I come back and say, okay, I'm on my, on my Apple 14 Pro, and you're telling me it'll be annihilated, but let me just change my AirPod, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm watching my, my Netflix on my, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it is a fi- it's a fixture, and it's not yet Brazil, and it's not yet Indonesia. Those countries have a lot of people. It's good going to move in India. Is it moving fast enough? No, because why? They didn't have enough supply. Look at the T-Mobile numbers yesterday, which were gorgeous and we didn't talk about. That's a function of getting a 14 Pro. So I, I, I see people who want me to go and say it's time to sell Apple. And I'm not going to play that game because I'm not trying to sell Apple. I'm trying to get people. I want people to get in and out of Apple. I want them to sell it at 125 and get back in at 119. You know, we have a constituency who watches our show. And they're not on the desk 
Chinese, there's probably there's probably close to 300 of them who are begging for me to sell that, tell people to get out 124. Do you think I can get them back on 115? That's going to be tricky. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, Tim Cook, is, is he sitting there saying, you know what, my stock's $7 too high? Can, uh, we, can we spare people? I do want to ask you about, you know, we, we talked a bit about commodity uh, disinflation. Uh, Apollo's got a good chart out today. You look at what raw goods are, are costing. You look at transportation costs coming down, Shanghai containers back to 1300 bucks. They're losing money on these things. Is, is that going to allow companies and margins to handle wage inflation that is above trend? In other words, do we need to start? I mean, are those worries about earnings revisions overdone? Uh I think that I, one of the stocks I focused on, I did, I've been doing this series about what you can buy that, of the stocks that were bad. And I look at Stanley Black & Decker, because we all know the product. And it yields 4%. They had the worst problem with the uh, containers that, of any company I know. And the stock was at 196. And there are people who are saying to me, Jim, at 78, this thing's going to break down. And I said, well, well, where were you at 196? Right. I'm a, I, I think that a stock like Stanley Black & Decker, which is $11 billion, I can go to $10 billion. But at a certain point, I, I want to own it because it's got good management, good product. Now, there are other stocks. There's a host of stocks that are downgraded today. And most of them are like, I don't know. And I am an idiot savant about knowing stocks. Um, I've been I've, I've played the parlor game. You name a stock, I'll tell you the price. But there's like, there's like 400 stocks that were created, and they're all being downgraded. And I look at them, and I say, like, you know, all birds. Yeah, that was like, I wore those for about five minutes. Uh, yeah, hold it, Oatly. You know, we served Oatly at my inn, but then people didn't like Oatly. I mean, you know, there's a, oh, toast. Oh, they were like, I had toast, thinking about doing toast at my restaurant. Then four other guys said, look, if you pull that out, I'll, you, I'll, I'll pay you to take ours. There are many companies that are legit companies, Carl, and they are going down as fast. They're not toast. Literally and figure. <laughs> right. We're going to get to a lot of the research this morning that Jim mentions. Got some calls on Boeing, uh, Snowflake, Lulu, PVH, and some others. Uh, there does seem to be no stopping, though, the slump in Tesla. No. Once again, flirting with double digits today as they slash prices in China and South Korea, according to some reports. Take a look at the pre-market as we continue to get a nice knee-jerk on the jobs number today. 223K is above the 203 estimate and the unemployment rate, 3.5 going to take you once again back to 1969 let's get straight to the point you want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom right yahoo finance our sponsor today can help for more than 25 years yahoo finance has been helping great investors like you whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips yahoo finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot yahoo finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle including breaking news original editorial perspectives analyst ratings independent research customizable charts and more you can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth including 401k and other investments that's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Tesla is the biggest pre-market decliner on both the S&P and the NASDAQ. The company slashing prices in China for the second time in about three months. Prices for the Model 3 and the Y reduced by a range of 6% up to 13.5%. And that comes after Tesla's deliveries of China-made cars fell to five-month lows 
in December, Jim. Morgan Stanley this morning said uh, the fact that they cut again, maybe not shocking, but the magnitude might be. Well, look, I mean, China's in a recession uh, and they're uh, it's very difficult to hold price in a recession. This is, by the way, I, it's just Jay Powell, what he would like to see, a glut of Teslas and then people pay less for them. It's interesting to see how the economy really does work for people who only know that it goes up, is that when the economy slowed down in a communist-controlled environment, then people just literally say, ah, they rebel against the price, particularly because there's competition there. Yep. Uh, but I, I mentioned to you during the break, I don't like to emphasize the short sellers because that's, Sounds like I'm captive, but I'm, I just been, I've been around for a long time. He made it, Elon Musk made it easy for the shorts because he was selling stock. As long as there's supply, then you can bet against. This brings out real, uh, real supply. Now, there are true believers like Kathy Wood who just said, look, it really doesn't matter. But it does matter because price point is what determines profitability. And if you're, if you're Mary Barra and you saw this, you're calling around, you're saying, oh, darn it, man, we're going to have to like cut price on our brand new, well, the Hummer. And it, it's it's bad for Tesla. There's no doubt about it. But if China's economy picks up, we'll be saying, geez, why don't we use that opportunity? Right. But I don't know whether the Chinese economy is going to pick up anytime soon. Uh, it's interesting. Um, the cars in, Ch- in China now are about 30 to 40 percent cheaper than they are in the United States. Well, that should be buying that. That would normally be by GM. Yeah, you know, it's funny when you say buy GM or buy Ford with my travel, travel trust zones. These are stocks that sell at six, five, six times earnings, which means two things. One is, is that obviously they're not going to make the numbers. But second is it's just hatred. Um, and there's hatred of American car companies, the hatred of American steel companies, hatred of our plastic companies, hatred meaning that there isn't any price that people will pay. And then we had these enterprise software companies where we play price to sales. And what we're doing is we're having a meeting at the middle. And if you're selling at 17, 18 times earnings, you are now a high growth company. Uh, what do people want out of Alphabet? Do they, they want aggressive growth and they want a low multiple? You're not going to get both. So I think what people have with Tesla is you had you had slowing growth and you had high multiple. Right. Worst combo. Yep, it's been tough. Uh, stocks was was 400 in the late 21. Well, you know, some people believe you you buy and hold. I say you buy and homework. That's always been mine. Buy and homework. I like that. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Futures hanging in there on this Jobs Friday. Also ahead, the Labor Secretary Marty Walsh will join us with the first White House reaction to that print. We're back after a break. Don't go anywhere. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Time for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Deutsche Bank is doing what I always expected to happen at this point in the cycle. They are t- downgrading all the banks. In particular, it's just say J.P. Morgan, 155 to 145. Bank of America buy the whole $36 target. Now, this is important, Carl, because the reason why they want to do it is they're saying, basically, we're going to have a slowdown. They have to build reserves. They can't loan like they used to. Obviously, that also means you can't buy back stock like they used to. If we have a, a, uh, a 
soft landing, they're going to be wrong. <laughs> if we have a hard landing, they're going to be right. And I don't like these situations. The reason I don't like it because it's like it's a roll of the dice. I mean, uh, it's more roulette. I don't want roulette. I want games where I can augment my hand like blackjack. So I don't want to do what they say. That said, if you're uh, this, it's a very good description of what happens in the slowdown which is that the banks have to, you know, they have all these uh, hold for sale loans. I mean, hold for sale uh, assets, which are bad. That's what got Silvergate, by the way. And they also, frankly, can't, they have to be more capital conscious. They have to raise after so long, lowering those reserves, they have to raise the reserves. Right. Um, They do up PNC. Uh, I think to buy. They go to two hundred. Yeah, Deutsche. They downgraded just last week by yep. a, a couple of firms. I think PNC has always been the one people like to buy because it doesn't have big exposure trading desks, which have been anemic. But I, mean, I also heard a negative note about Goldman Sachs today. And you know, Goldman Sachs three seventy to three forty five. Uh, Morgan uh, selling. My problem with this is that David Solomon, who watches our show, is saying. Do you really think I'm just sitting here and just letting the chips fall? He's being very aggressive in getting anyone not carrying their weight is going. I once worked at Goldman and there was the mortgage department did badly. OK, so one day I went down because I wanted to see someone in the mortgage department and it had disappeared. They disappeared in the mortgage uh, yeah, department. That's been happening at, at some other banks lately. Hey, by the way, uh, 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 Governor Phil, um, I did work with you. <laughs> and you just don't oh. remember me. I got you. I brought you pizza and coffee. <laughs> that's a good uh, subtweet on air, uh, Jim. We'll watch the banks later on today. Of course, the opening bell coming up in just a couple of minutes. Don't go anywhere. Anybody looking for new bull market anytime soon? is uh, looking the wrong way. Uh, we have had the most speculative period in our financial history, you know, SPACs, uh, crypto, uh, you know, weekly, daily options, uh, you know, crazy valuations of the would-be fangs. And going into a new bull market anytime soon makes no sense to me. Uh, Lee Cooperman yesterday on Closing Bell Overtime, uh, going through obviously some of the bubbles we have deflated, Jim, but does that mean they're are no seeds of excitement down the road? Oh, look, there is always a bull market somewhere. When I listened to Lee, I said, oh, good. Uh, there's some really tremendous drug stocks. We're going to have Meg Terrell at the at the uh, J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference. That sounds like a terrific opportunity. Uh, unless Byron means right on a surprise, we've got a chance to be able to make a little money in the oils. He did recommend an oil, Paramount, not the, the show. And look, I think that what Lee's very sensitive to is he doesn't want to hurt anybody. Uh, which is always great, okay? Uh, but there are uh, pockets of things that I like. It's just harder to find them than it would have been at one point. And again, the mega caps color is thinking because the mega caps, and you know, let's, I don't want to use Apple in this case. Let's, let's use Amazon. Like, you, Amazon, we don't know how to value it. I mean, it's selling at a really high PE. It didn't do what we thought in terms of being able to cut workers. So I say to myself, well, Lee's got some you know, situations where he's absolutely right. There's been a big decline, but the declines could be further. But I, I, the one thing I disagree with Lee was I wish he had said, you know, we've had some dramatic declines. That is often the prelude, but not enough. He did not say that. Well, you did go through some names that you liked earlier in the week. Halliburton, uh, Netflix. AMD. Meta, by the way, is going to have a bigger market cap than Tesla today for the first time in a year. I I think that Meta is an example of we all uh, make a judgment about these things. We all make a judgment that Mark Zuckerberg is willing to lose any amount of money on the Metaverse. We all make a judgment that Reels is a loser. What happens if TikTok is banned and Mark says, you know what, 
I really am going to reallocate uh, metaverse time because I don't see the futures as much as I thought. Then you have a stock that sells inexpensively. What happens if Alphabet over the weekend says, you know what, we're rolling back on high? And then they come in and we say, well, why did we, why did we sell? I'm conscious of there was a time to really sell hard. Now I'm going to wait for a bid up. Let's get the opening bell here. Pretty nice breath after that jobs number this morning. At the big board, it is the professional bull riders and wranglers celebrating the sport's 30th anniversary at the NASDAQ. Achilles International empowering people with disabilities to participate in running and endurance sports. I happen to like contour. You know, when I look at VF Corp, and Benno Dorr is now running that. Benno is absolutely terrific at Clorox. Uh, I think to myself, geez, they had that great denim franchise, the Wrangler, <laughs> Lee, and I think they wish they had something as consistent, but that stock looks like it's bottoming. Again, with, with Lee, I, I, I love, I've known Lee forever, and it is, if there's needle, if there's a needle in the haystack, no, but if there starts to be a bunch of needles, then you have to start you know, becoming a little more bullish, and what, Lee is a, is a shrewd creature of the market, and see, if he starts seeing some undervalued stocks, then the next conversation is going to be, well, I have some undervalued, and it's like Dave Tepper. I, I happen to like Dave very much. And Dave might say, you know what? Maybe, maybe things are better than I thought. Right. Change mine. John Maynard Keynes, if, if the facts change, I change. Yeah, of course, him. after Tepper's uh, interview with Squawk a couple of weeks ago, which right. he expressed quite a bit of a caution based on central banks. I mean, we haven't talked about Europe's inflation print, right. but they're back to single digits. But the core is going to make things challenging. You know, look, they, have, they do have an energy problem. Yeah, I have a, I'm fortunate enough to have a house in Italy. And they came to us and say, look, here's a big allowance. Put solar on. And be like, okay, you're going to give me money. I'll do it. Tell me. <laughs> and, and it was right from the EU. And uh, when you look at what the EU is doing, they're struggling. And they want growth. They have uh, uh, Ukraine, the war we don't know. I have Aero Environment on tonight. And they make drones. If you want to win the war, you can win it. It's just that there's a big worry about escalation. Right. Well, there was some commentary. I think the White House even had some a line or two. The president talking about that brief ceasefire and arguing that maybe it's a sign that Putin is looking for some just some oxygen to catch his breath right. and militarily. I think, right. And I think that there's some people who feel like, oh, do we really have to give we Ukraine really give in on anything? In the meantime, I, I do want to go back to what we're talking about in terms of like the good and the bad. What's happened in a lot of situations is you have a good, a winner, T-Mobile, a bad, a not winner, Verizon, ATT. We're seeing fewer winners in the aisles of Home Depot and fewer winners in the aisles of, of Kroger. And so that's tougher. It's tougher. To find the bull market is tougher. But a lot of times, Carl, it, right about now, people want to give up. We've seen it. We saw it after flash crash or 2011 during the big uh, you know, the debt, gra- debt downgrade. Sure, sure. And uh, what I say is to people is I'm not, I'm not Warren Buffett. I mean, no one's Warren Buffett. But, you know, you can stay the course. We're not seeing syst- systemic risk other than if crypto sprint spills over. Uh, well, there's uh, reports today that uh, Genesis uh, weighing bankruptcy. That's out of Dow Jones, cutting 30 percent of staff. We talked about some of the other high profile stories earlier in the week, obviously. Well, look, I remain worried, but I also I, I remain worried because when you see the number of people that got involved in this stuff, it is extraordinary. I mean, it just seems like that people decided, you know what, I'm going to sell Merck and I'm going to buy Solano 
it, it, no, no. And those people are still causing pain. The one thing that, that is interesting is that there's just not a lot of publicly traded. Right. And the ones that are, they're really, you know, people betting against Coinbase right. and Silvergate. That said, the tone this morning is is pretty consumer friendly. Uh, Target and Costco helping to lead the S and P upgrades Costco, of uh, Lulu, upgrades of Caesar, RCL, MGM. But you're also seeing like the Illinois Tool Works up, and you're seeing some wow. Costco, I didn't know Costco up twenty one is interesting. You know, Rich Galanti runs Costco, and he runs it with an iron hand. And one thing I would say is is that it's sundries, it's food. But it's not TVs. It's still not hard goods, right. which means that you still can't say, you know what, this is the bottom in Micron. Now, Samsung reported really bad Oof. numbers, so uh, they've been killing DRAMs. If they would blink, if they would just darn blink, then you could buy AMD with impunity. You like, mean Micron's from a pro- blink on production? Yes. Yeah. Now, Micron is up very big from when they reported that, you know, that interesting quarter. I say interesting because I like Sanjay Marotra. I can't say bad. But it is amazing to me that, and I think it may have amazed Sanjay, that the stock is up 10% from what he said, but that may be Samsung being more rational. Uh, I was reading the Bernstein note on semis yesterday, Stacey Rasgon. Uh, estimates in the, for the space are down almost 30%. Right, but the PCs are only down 19%. Right. Yeah, I guess but his point would be... Um, it's one of the biggest expectation resets we've had in maybe 10 years. Well, it's one of the great gluts that I've seen. I mean, there was a glut in the mid-90s for Micron that was savage. And, and you know, these are companies that uh, have a level of, uh, like Bethlehem Steel did. You know, they earned 27, then actually they lose two. Uh, Micron's trying to be a little bit more consistent, trying to upgrade and be more proprietary, but it still trades as a DRAM stock. Now, he's a good example. You know, Micron, it, it's selling at nine times earnings. So if anything good, if Samsung says, you know what, that we we lost too much money, we are now going to let up. Well, that's big. That's big. Right. By the way, we should talk about the oils for a second. Yep. Uh, because you'll see Chevron got a downgrade today, uh, but it was not the, but the stock's up three. I, you know, what does that say? You, you've been talking about the, there being a bid. Uh, there's underlying more bid drilling going proof. on, and there's more growth. And again, I defer. We have some, some unbelievable people, just like Meg next week, Brian Sullivan. Yes. Really good stuff. Yeah, it'll be great to have Meg back. Uh, 38.50 here, Dow's up uh, almost 400. Get back to the jobs number this morning. That December surprise coming in strong, uh, pacing estimates showing lighter wage gains than expected. Joining us this morning, the U.S. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh joins us to talk about the number. Mr. Secretary, happy Friday. Great to see you again. Happy Friday. Uh, markets really zeroing in on, on wet wage growth. Uh, average hourly earnings up three tenths. Uh, prior was up six, revised down to uh, four tenths. Uh, how important is that to you versus the, uh, the overall print of jobs being created? Well, I mean, we're still seeing uh, gains in, in, in wages, which is good to see. Uh, I think that as we move forward here, uh, certainly uh, watching what we put out as an economic plan, what the president's been talking about, we're seeing strong job growth. We're seeing areas like leisure, hospitality, construction, healthcare, education that, that had great gains this month. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, a, it's a good, strong report across the board. And the wages, I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of a one-tenth of a percent drop year over year from last month. But uh, overall, it's a strong job report for American workers, American, Amer- the American economy. There was some movement yesterday on, um, on immigration. And uh, I, I wonder whether or not uh, 
you know, thinking of the Fed chief a couple of weeks ago at Brookings, talked about just the need to, to we need some workers. I uh, need to get labor force up. We did get a little bit of improvement in this print. Yeah. Um, but do we think that the conversation is, is gaining any traction on bringing hope- a fresh round of workers to the U.S. labor force? I hope so. I've been saying this for, for, for months now. One of, I think, the biggest uh, challenges to our economy is, is lack of workers and, and the real need for immigration reform. And I think that uh, hopefully when, when Congress organizes itself and, and we get a Congress and, and a Senate moving forward, I hope they, they prioritize immigration. I mean, when I talk to businesses all across America, as you do every day, and I've heard you, talk, you guys talk about this on the show, uh, companies are looking for workers and immigration reform or immigration is another path for, for more workers. And I think that, you know, as a country, we've always depended on immigrants in our workforce. And, and over the last couple of years, we've seen those numbers go down, dwindle. We saw an increase last year of immigrants coming into the country, going to work. But that is really a big part of our economy. Uh, Mr. Secretary, good to see you. One of the things that I think that you can touch on here for- just to follow up on what you just said, is there are specific areas where we really don't have enough people. We do not have enough engineers. That's probably the yeah. area that we're most short of. Is there a way to make it so that we can help uh, retrain people to be engineers? Well, I think that there definitely is, but engineering, depending on, on what you are, I was down in uh, Oklahoma with Congressman Cole a few months ago at Tinker Air Force Base, and they were talking about the need over the next couple of years to hire 3,000 engineers in, in, that, in that facility. And, and what they told me was they'll get about half of those from the University of Oklahoma and those colleges in the area, but they have to recruit other people in. And then they're in competition with other tech companies that have the ability to pay more money. So it really is, we can do that, and we're doing it with cybersecurity when we create an apprentice program. We have about 7,700 people right now in an apprenticeship program. We really have to think about in these specialty areas, whether it's, whether it's whatever area it might be, whether it's finance, whether it's tech, uh, whether it's engineering, really doubling down on apprenticeship programs. I think that, that that is the plan forward that we have to do. You look at countries in Europe that do this every day. They do apprenticeships brilliantly. They get young people exposed to these different industries at a younger age. We have to do more of that. Last year, we invested over $300 million in apprenticeship, and this year, we have to do more than that. Mr. Secretary, I wonder, I'd love to get your thoughts on this move to ban non-competes uh, out of the FTC. Um, the line uh, is largely that it would help actually boost Americans' earnings power for obvious reasons, but I've heard some other takes, for example, arguing that it would actually uh, work against the Fed's efforts to rein in wage inflation. Where's this all coming from? Well, right now, that's in the rulemaking process, so I'm kind of letting that take its course. I really uh, haven't been in that space that much as far as the Secretary of Labor. I know there are other parts of the the, the administration that are working on that, so I really haven't been in that space, so I'm not going to comment on that at the moment. All right. Uh, Finally, you know, we've been watching, Jim and I were just talking about uh, oil production and the the possibility that we might actually get some traction on that front. Uh, Again, labor's been uh, a detriment in recent months uh, to get new rigs operating. Uh, do you think that there's some room there uh, for, for things to start moving forward? Well, the labor folks I've talked to are, are very uh, eager to, to get a lot of stuff moving forward. Uh, so when I get the phone calls in different parts of the country, uh, they certainly are putting pressure on me to put pressure on, on all of us to get these rigs moving forward. So I'm not sure what the detriment is, but I know that there's, there's, a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of pushing. I'm getting pushing the other way, I can tell you that. And also by some members of Congress uh, that are pushing, pushing everyone that they can push. Mr. Secretary, thanks. Uh, appreciate it. Mark, definitely appreciating the jobs number, at least at the open here. Uh, we'll talk in coming months. Thanks. Thank Party you very much. much. What do you think, Jim? Well, I think that 
most of the people in the country do not have a big stock position. So it, uh, Marty Walsh is looking and he's got he wants the biggest number possible with the lowest inflation. Right. And we want a not big number with low inflation. So there's a, a kind of intention there that is it's very difficult to resolve because you know, we're a country not of wealthy people. Wait, wealthy people watch us, but the vast majority of people are saying, well, look, I hope I can get a good job. I can job hop. I hope I can make more because the stuff at the supermarket costs more. And then you have us and we're saying, you know what? We, we sure hope that things don't stay hot because, you know, his version of hot and our version of hot it's are very true. different. It's true. It also t- takes you back. I mean, this is the 24th straight month of job gains. And it's hard to remember in some ways what the picture was like two years ago. Uh, where we weren't sure where the job market was headed. The country added four and a half million jobs last year. Look, we're a, we're a great country. We're the best country on earth. And one of the things we do is we add jobs. You know, you, if you're in Europe and you get these jobs and you have this inflation, you're saying, well, listen, we'll take care of the inflation, but how about all these people who are hired? Right. A friend of mine who does a, runs a big company who hires, he was beating some of the muckety-mucks over there. And they were asking how many people do you hire, and he mentioned a number, and they said, "Oh, I got a cousin who," and these were like, you know, like royalty. We have a different kind of country, and we have a country where there's tremendous opportunity. At the same time, we have a Fed that it cares passionately about the people who don't have a lot of money and knows that they've got to be able to have enough money to go to the supermarket. So Marty Walsh represents the people that need the money for the supermarket, and a lot of our viewers are saying, "You know what? I don't. I, I guess this wasn't. I guess Alphabet got hurt by this number." Right. Actually, uh, yeah, Truist had some some numbers out. Uh, this sort of tallying what tech layoffs have looked like yes. in 22. And you're you're into the six digits now. If you can yeah. account for Meta and Amazon, that's a big chunk of well, it. You know, they just hired. They don't really know how to fire. They don't know how to fire. They don't know how to bring people in. They don't know how to do a reduction in force. They, they've never said a lot of these places have never had hard times. All they've had is growth. So they need to call in people to say, how do I do this? I mean, do I pick up these names out of a hat? No. But there's a lot of places that are very overstaffed out there, and they have to take, they have to take more pain because their businesses aren't growing the way they thought. We don't cre- Think about how I many few, com- few companies were created this year. Well, does, do they need ServiceNow? ServiceNow, I pick on ServiceNow, it's a great company. But they need customers. Now, they'll find customers, existing customers. They'll take them from others. They'll create new customers. But the one thing they don't have is creation of large-scale new companies that need it. Because that part of our economy is not doing well. Uh, small and medium-sized businesses? Yeah, they're, yeah. Not, they're going to start slowing. Yeah, which is, uh, depending on your provider, your cloud provider, for example, uh, there's some firms that are, that's a big, that's a big needle mover, yeah, is, no, is the smaller firms. There's someone uh, recommended Snowflake today. And- you know, that's Frank Slootman's company. And Frank... Uh, yeah, Wells. Wells yeah, initiated... Legendarily South, came back. I, I said, you know, Frank, the forecast, Frank Slootman, the forecasts are coming down. And he gave me a line that was kind of like going to Cincinnati with Belichick. He goes, the forecasts, Jim, are the forecasts. Yeah. Uh, no, Wells... I didn't care about that. I mean, their general view is that, uh, you know, as the year progresses, there'll be more demand for some of these names. Obviously, what? multiples have come way in. You can rent... The cloud. You don't have to own the cloud. And the cloud has become expensive. Uh, one of the reasons I am concerned about Amazon is because they have too many people, given the fact that I think Amazon Web Services is not going to do as well as people thought. None of We can't figure out. I mean, I'm watching Alphabet go down as if it's a day where inflation is red hot mm-hmm. and they're going to miss the quarter. And 
I don't think either's happening, but it's a what I call a source of funds so you can go buy a drug stock. And I think until Alphabet bites the bullet uh, and comes out and says, okay, we hired 12,000 people last year. That was a mistake. We got to reverse that. We were spending $9 billion on new uh, plant. We have to reverse that. That's how it stops. And until that, you're going to get the stock cut in half from its high. And that means it was trading at one point at 140, and it's now at 84. The stock, my chapel trust owns, so I'm not talking, I'm not shorting um, my trust along it. But I, I look at that, or I look at advanced micro, and I got to say, you know what, come on. We need growth in PCs, and we need more people who want, want the web, and because uh, uh, Google Cloud Services is trying to expand, and we're not getting it. So tech remains the source of funds. As much as I've, as we've all loved tech, Tech is not where you go. It's just not. Well, the NASDAQ 100 is on pace for five weeks down. That sort of says it all right oh, That's there. why last night and tonight, I'm just trying to find tonight, too, stocks that are worth buying in NASDAQ. And what did I come up with? T-Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second, PepsiCo. And then the third was American Electric Power. I said, thank heavens. I didn't even know those guys were over there. I thought they were over here. But no, PepsiCo. Wow. What a windfall that I found something in the NASDAQ that I can recommend. I do want to get you on Southwest. We haven't really touched on it. Uh, but that initial estimate from the holiday meltdown, $400 million or so in lost revenue. Uh, overall pre-tax impact, 725 to 825 They do see a, a Q4 net loss. And we don't really we don't know right now what the longer term impact is on their booking pattern uh, you know, because of what happens. No, it's painful. And I wish if, I wish I had known more. Sometimes we sit back and we think we're so good and we're not. I mean, I asked Gary Kelly over and over again how they're doing. I didn't know about how little they were spending on technology. That was Yeah, that was eye opening. And, and that, that was like, you know, Gary, that's not you don't want that to be your legacy. But it seems like that the people there were a lot more people who knew it. But a lot of times, like I said, oh. How did I not know that? Well, the answer is because it wasn't talked about. Right. But I was shocked at how little they were spending on technology. All right. And, and, and the things, the, sort of the, the back end runs they had to do around scheduling, for example, because the tech back didn't wasn't know where there. people were. Right. You know, there's going to have to be heads have to roll. Although, you know what um, reminded me of you yesterday because you talked about China travel was Morgan Stanley with a note yesterday about revenge travel. Revenge for the travel. New Year. Revenge travel. But watch the semis. They remain the they remain the toughest part. Like an advanced micro, what a great firm, and it just doesn't it doesn't matter. Uh, losing the initial gains, uh, Dow's up 100. S and P once again uh, a tad above 3,800 at 38.14. Don't forget, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Just sign up and find out more at cnbc.com/slash/join the club, or you can use the QR code on your screen, and it takes you right there. As we go to break, uh, watch for Bond's reaction to the, the continued reaction to the jobs number, 223,000, and we did have yields lower, 10 years still circulating right around 3.7. We're back after a break. Take a look at the biggest laggards on the NDX uh, for this first week of the new year. Datadog is the lead uh, laggard, but Tesla's right behind, uh, down 15% for the week alone, uh, just $5 above uh, $100. Next hour, don't miss the CEO of Hertz, by the way, the company making a big bet on rentals of EVs. In the meantime, Dow's up 134. We're back in a moment. 
It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. Really terrific research out of Bank of America today on the oil and gas stocks. And I always remember David Faber's amazing documentary on Exxon. Exxon remains their top idea. This is one of those stocks in the old days you could never go wrong recommending Exxon. And then it was very wrong for a long time. And uh, I don't believe in the $50 oil thesis. I do believe in one between 60 and 80. And they do very well at that. So dividend growth. Uh, again, looking for a bull market. Okay, and if you're Lee Cooperman, you might just say, well, Jim, uh, needle in a haystack. I don't know. But to me, Exxon is a great company. If it comes in, you want to buy it. And that's it's available to anyone. It's not like someone says, wait, you know, that's that's a that's not a hedge fund stock. They're not playing with it. I I look at it and I say, wow. All right. That's that's kind of a gift if it comes down. All right. How about tonight? Well, I've got the most controversial stock there is in the whole world. I've got Aero Environment. Why is the U.S. government not letting them send everything they have to Ukraine? Is the stuff too good? Can it go over Russia? What is the problem here? Because that company has, and I've operated theirs in, the, uh, in our playground over at Englewood Cliffs. They have the best drones, best drones in the world. And they have plenty that could really help Ukraine. I want to find out why the orders aren't there yet. Interesting. On a week where we did get more information about Bradleys and Martyrs and so forth, Right. Yep. Well, have a great weekend. Yep. Terrific show. And, fl- and, and Fly Eagles Fly. We'll see you uh, uh, tonight, Jim. Oh, so important. <laughs> Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. When we come back, Atlanta Fed President Bostic. Steve Leisman's got that exclusive interview in a moment. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.